On today's episode of the Shot Call Podcast, we talked about uh, my wife's deer during early muzzleloader season and how that all unfolded. Uh, and then we talked about duck hunting, some that Jacob's done and some that I've done myself this last week. We talked about the goose that was banded and how old it was. And we talked about just hunting in general and what we've been doing. Enjoy. We would like to thank our sponsor, Mississippi Flyway Outfitters, located in West Central Missouri. Just a small group of guys focused on decoying birds and having a good time. With over seven years of guiding experience, this small group of guys, put together by Josh, decided to make a name for themselves in the state of Missouri. They specialize in fall honker and snow goose hunts in Missouri, as well as spring conservation order hunts in Missouri and South Dakota. They aim to shoot at decoying birds instead of your 60-yard prayers. If you are interested in a hunt in the 2022-2023 hunting seasons, give them a call at 314-349-9332. For bookings in the month of January through March, you can also find them on Facebook at MF Outdoors. Enjoy the podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, deer hunting and some past experiences we've had in the last week since our last episode. Yeah, yeah, you've had uh, quite a quite an experience, I guess I'd say. Well, better than, I mean, better than what I've done or what you've done, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So the beginning of this week, it was really cold and really windy. Uh, Saturday, Sunday was super windy. Deer hunting wasn't very good. It was still pretty warm. Beginning of the week, it got cold, and the highs in, what, the 40s? Yeah, the highs were, like, low 40s, like yeah. 42, maybe? Yeah, High, yeah, and it was getting cold, cold overnight. Yeah. I mean, the water was freezing. Oh, yeah, it was. Sure. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, I don't know what day it was, Monday or Tuesday. The water never thawed out on a lot of the pockets that i seen, so. Yeah, we and Joe went I wore, I mean, it was cold out that day, so I wore, like, I had my insulation in my waders. Well, then we went the next day, and it was, like, 70 degrees out, and we went in the afternoon, so I took the insulation out of my waders. That was a bad idea. The water was so cold. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> just, I mean, we were standing there for, like, three hours, but my legs were freezing by the end of it. Yeah, we'll get into your duck hunting later. <laughs> but, yeah, go ahead with your... So yeah, this week was early muzzleloader, and I took my wife, and she's not a big fan of the cold weather, 
but we were sitting in the Trump Tower blind, and it was really windy up there. I mean, this weekend, last weekend, we saw like, I think it was like 30-some does, and I think we had like 18 in the plot at one time, and then we only seen one buck on Saturday. Sunday, we skipped over deer hunting in the morning, and I went duck hunting instead, shot a limit and two honkers, so that was good. But then Sunday night, we went to the same spot that we did Saturday. We did not see nearly as many deer. We seen, I think, 13 or 14 does and another little buck. Then started hunting during the week, and it was getting colder, which I was excited for, starting to get some actual winds where we could hunt uh, and have it be good and not blow into a bad area like bedding or anything, so... Tuesday night, we hunted a farm that I have permission for uh, that just had 24 rows of corn picked around the edge in this top field. Yeah, there was nothing else picked. So we got out there. It was kind of kind of late. It was like 5.03, I think we sat down. The hide, I had to pull a bunch of grass and kind of stuff it around us because we are in a fence line. And uh, it was subpar hide, but I was expecting deer to come out at like 250 yards. But with that gun that I got, I mean, I'm not afraid for her to shoot that at all. At 300 yards, you got to just aim a foot high. So I shot it at 200 and shot like a golf ball size or just a maybe a touch bigger, which is pretty good for a muzzleloader. So. Oh, yeah, it was. I mean, that gun shoots pretty flat shooting 105 grains of loose powder and then 45 caliber. So the gun's a little lighter than 50 cal, 280 grain bullet. But Yeah, you want to say what gun you got just this year? Yeah, I just bought the CVA Paramount and put a Nikon, or not a Nikon, a Vortex scope on it, uh, 4 by 16 So I like the gun a lot. It's really, really nice. It's uh, when I sighted it in, I shot it 10 times and never cleaned it, so that's really handy. Put a muzzle brake on it, so that really gets rid of the, but it's smokeless, so there's no smoke or nothing. But that gun shoots flat, and anywhere in Iowa I can shoot 300 yards and 12 inches high, that's not, that's nothing. I mean, it shoots fast, tons of kinetic energy, so... Anyways, I thought Joe was going to be taking a shot at like 200, 250 yards. So I had the scope dialed all the way in for her. And we're just sitting there. There's a couple does out. We had this like fork buck come in like to, from our right at like 25 yards, maybe closer, and just stand there and look at us. And he just kind of moseyed on, moseyed away. So I'm like, well, sweet. The wind's going in the right direction. You know, it's perfect. We're sitting there. And then all of a sudden Josie reaches down because I'm sitting on the ground. She's sitting on a stool and she just starts waving her hand. And I look to my left and she's to my left. And there's like a 140 inch deer standing there, like 25, probably 30 yards. And obviously, I mean, this is a mature deer. He's, his body's huge. He's probably five and a half. He's just looking right at us. And she had her, had the gun on the bog tripod so it's not just you can't just move it easy you can't just swing it and this deer looks at us and I'm like yeah kind of 
spook it away. He runs. I try to stop it with a good old mat, but he, he wasn't stopping. Scared the couple does away out in the field, but whatever. Sitting there for a few minutes, and when we got coming behind us, nothing but a tractor and a mower. Literally mowed within four yards of us. Yeah, you sent that video, and it looked like you could have touched the mower. <laughs> I probably could have. I was not pleased at the time. So then... We're sitting there, and I look to my right, and we walked in right here, and this is where that small buck came through. And Josie's like, there's a doe. But I, I didn't see the doe at all. I just seen this buck come up. And so, like, I grabbed the tripod. She's to my left. And I bring it in front of me, and she still just sees the doe, and she couldn't figure out what I was bringing it over for. Cause, and then she sees the buck, and... It's at like 75 yards, maybe maybe a little closer, I don't know for sure, but it's kind of quartering to us, and I tell her just to shoot, and I, I sit back, and I had an earplug in, but I didn't have a chance to put my other one in, and she had hers in, but I plug my ears, and she shoots, and I can feel the whole repercussion of the gun, because I'm like, I'm behind the muzzle like a couple feet, yeah. but it still it blows that out on that muzzle break I could feel it <laughs> and uh, there's no smoke or nothing and I saw the deer jump and Josie's like I could actually see my deer run away this time because there wasn't a big cloud of smoke in front of me and I'm like yeah that's perfect and so I was like oh do you think you hit it I don't know but she tells me that every year like oh I don't know I'm like well if you aimed where you're supposed to you probably hit it and she was like, it was so hard to see through the scope because it was all the way zoomed in. She was like, it was just kind of a big blur. I had to find the front shoulder or, like, the neck and then go back and find the shoulder. She's like, it was kind of hard. And the deer had seen us because I'm moving that tripod around. But luckily, it was uh, upwind of us, so all of our sound and scent were going uh, to from the northwest. So it was going southeast, and he was straight north of us. So, anyways... Uh, we pick everything up and head over towards the where the deer was standing when she shot. And I didn't have my headlamp, and it was like 10 minutes, 15 minutes before dark. So, oh, first of all, she said something about a doe, and I'm like, what? I'm like, you didn't shoot the doe, did you? Like, I, like she made it sound like, I'm like, oh, my God. She didn't, thankfully. But... So we go look for a little blood, and then we walk down this trail beside the other corn, which I weeded nicely, and it's freaking mint. But anyways, we go back to the truck, and the truck's only like 150, 200 yards from us because I didn't think any deer would be coming out a little chunk of timber from that, from the north of that field. But go back, get the headlamp, and then we go uh, look. We're, we're walking back up to where she shot it, looking for blood, and we walk past the camera on one of my trail cameras. And then I just look over in, like, a row of corn, and I just see this big white belly. And I'm like, holy God, there it is. Like, there's the deer. And he had plowed so much corn running down there. It was unreal. So did you guys walk by it on yeah. the way back to the truck? Yeah. Without when you did that? So it was, you, were like, you were, like, what, five yards from we were, even? No, we were, like... A a two, yeah, <laughs> it was literally in one row of corn. Like, the back feet were in the outside row of corn, and we walked right past it, like within a couple yards. But I was looking up in the timber 
because I thought maybe he cut back up in there. So And Josie was walking up behind me, and she was looking up there too because I was looking up there. But I went back up and looked for blood where he would have ran from. Yeah, there was no blood, like nothing. But then when we rolled him over, I could see the bullet was still lodged in the backside of his hide. So she went through the front shoulder, uh, ripped his lungs basically just into a bajillion pieces, and the bullet got lodged in the skin kind of behind the other front shoulder because how he's quartered to us. Because she shot in front of it and hit the front of that shoulder, oh, if that okay. makes sense. And But there was no blood trail, like no blood anywhere. But that deer didn't go but mm, 40, 45 yards. And I was a big-bodied deer, like, but the entry hole was only the size of my pinky or less. Like, you could hardly get your finger in there. But the internal damage that it did was just, it wreaked havoc, like. So. Are those bullets supposed to, like, disintegrate? I mean, not disintegrate, but break apart. Mushroom out. Yeah. I found, like, three flakes uh, of them. Did you find the back cap of it? Yeah, the back cap was stuck to it still. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) There was a lot of energy going in when it hit that deer. Yeah. But I think that deer's at least four and a half, if not five and a half. I have that jawbone. We'll take a look after this podcast oh, at it. Nice. But that deer was huge. We got over 70 pounds of meat off him. I mean, his neck was magnum, and it was October. I don't even know what the date was. What was Tuesday? Uh, 18th? 18th? Yeah. So, like, not rotten yet. I mean, big deer. We had pictures of him. He came out just perfect he, he was making a scrape before that and he walked out of a couple rows of corn and yeah the rest is history caped him out so it could be mounted if need be but we're not going to mount him we're going to mount a couple ducks instead she said we're just going to get him euro mounted so taxidermists love the extra capes sounds like a good idea in Miller. yeah <laughs> if i shoot a big deer though i'll probably That's get one true. mounted but he scored just under 130, so 129 and 7 eighths. So, yeah, that deer is, he is a big deer. Tyler came and helped me drag him out. You it, struggling a little bit? Dude, dude, me and Chelsea could not have dragged that deer out. Yeah, I mean, you and Tyler. Oh, yeah, we were huffing. How far did you drive? You couldn't drive down? Or no, it was right along, it was up where you go to that top field on the east side where there's that lane that goes up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it was down right at the bottom of that hill, so we had to drag them along the edge of the corn, like, out to that waterway. Oh, along your, where you weeded it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sucked. <clears throat> did, you, did he walk in front of that camera before? Uh-uh, so no. he must have just came straight out, like, right where, well. They must be bedding. He's, they must have been betting on that. Uh, there's a betting area to the west of that stand that I have in that north finger. Yep. And uh, he must have been betted over there, and he just must have followed that edge because he came out of the timber and, and out of a few girls of corn that they hadn't picked yet. But I was surprised any deer came from there. I thought they'd be coming from the south for sure. Yeah. Did you, that the first deer, the first buck that walked out, was that just, like, surprise, like, right out in front of you, like, all of a sudden it was just there? Or? Yeah, neither one of us seen it coming. We don't even know if it were to jump the fence or if it came through the hole in the fence. We don't know where it came from. All of a sudden, we're just looking, and it's just there. And that deer was huge, bodied. I mean. Bigger, do you think it was bigger antler-wise? Yeah, it was probably bigger antler-wise. Yeah. But, 
I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Like staring at it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was big. It was bigger antler wise, I would say, from trail cam pictures and stuff. But any deer that's over four and a half, I'm gonna consider that mature, and we're gonna shoot the deer. You know. So when that one stepped out, that she shot, I was like, oh, well, it's not a small body deer, and I didn't know what deer it was at the time. I thought it was a different one, but once uh, we walked up, or once. We were walking past it and found it. I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what deer that is. It's got that long brow and just kind of a different deer. has good mass all the way out. So, yeah. Did you, after, like, all this, did you, were you going to go buy an early muzzleloader tag? Did you just say, you'll just wait? Nah, I figured I'd just wait because it was going to be 70, no, 80 this weekend. And then it was already Tuesday, so... Yeah, because the temps are coming up after that. Yeah, and they were going to be combining out in that field, and uh, I just didn't really have good wins after Tuesday. I mean, I could have made it work on Wednesday, but after that, it would not have been anything I would have wanted to try to mess with. But that Tuesday night, I had that buck in my food flat daylight again. That would have been bigger than the one she shot, probably. Oh, yeah, I mean, it would have. It's a 12. But, oh, yeah. But... Shooting a mature buck, still shooting a mature buck, so it was good. Yeah, a lot of meat. So, yeah, it was fun. Not dragging it out or loading it, though. That sucked. But we let him hang overnight and skinned him the next night. Yeah, we stuck ice in him, too, and so we could get more pictures on Wednesday, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. I mean, you guys finally got it back. I mean, it was dark, obviously, when you... Yeah, we didn't get home till after 8, so yeah. we didn't want to mess with it too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Has your trail camera slowed down with movement after that cold snap? Or, I don't know. It seems like it's been that, yes and no, I'd say. I don't know. It's hard to say. Mine have, I mean, for Maybe sure. Yeah, I guess. Because uh, especially in my food plot and then that other one, uh, just to the west, uh, I haven't got any deer on scrapes hardly at all. But I mean, I'm still getting some small bucks, but nothing that you're gonna want to kill. So yeah, we're gonna get some cold weather here again. Well, I mean, it's supposed to get cooler, not like this 80 degrees. Like this 15 event. degree temp drop. Yeah, and then uh, rut should be starting. Pre rut. Yeah, I mean, like not not like next weekend. It'll be like that first like first phase of pre-rut yeah. and they'll be pounding scrapes yeah. a few bucks starting to seek have a few does starting to come in but yeah. i think tuesday i don't know i might get off work early uh it's gonna be rain all day monday 15 degree temp drop and it's gonna be a north wind with a little west to it so i might have to get off early and go sit in the stand because that's a big temp drop and if it rains all day monday they're gonna want to freshen scrapes up and I love hunting over scrapes. Get the ducks pushing down too a little bit again. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know if they're, I would say stale, but I mean, they've been. The, a lot of our ducks bounced. To the back, or to the south again? Like just kept the, going. When it froze? Oh, yeah. We yeah, lost. Yeah, where, yeah. where I've been hunting, there have been no ducks. Yeah. I so. saw on Thursday or Friday, I saw specs, which specs are specs. They just kind of go, it seems like, when they want to. They're. But uh, I saw a lot of those on Thursday or Friday going south in that, like, 20-mile-an-hour south wind. <laughs> and 
And they were way up there, so I don't know what the wind speed is way up there, but. Yeah, this, I'm excited. We got a few days in north, northwest this week that should bring some more stuff in. But we're still losing water. I mean, yeah, we're, we're on hunt. It's so dry. I mean, yeah, dry. I mean, it is a drought, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, we could get 10 inches of rain on Monday or tomorrow, and it wouldn't do anything. We're so dry. Yeah, like, very, very dry. I mean, the Mississippi is super low. I, I just watched a video on Twitter of the Des Moines, or no, the Raccoon River by Des Moines. There's like, it looks like a freaking creek. Like, there's just a small channel. I mean, a lot of things are like that right now. It's bad. The Iowa River's stupid low. <laughs> yeah, very low. But. Yeah, we'll get a new push of ducks, and now the north zone is open for good yeah, until December, ain't yeah. it? Or is there another split? No, there shouldn't be, not for ducks. Yeah, yeah, it's open until December. There will be another one for goose once that gets going again. Well, it is going. Mm-hmm. There will be a split in December? Yeah, December for like a week, and then it opens back up in like January or something. Yeah. But then the good news is we can shoot three geese now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good news. Yeah, I mean, we'd, sh- we'd be able to shoot three geese. November 1. November 1, yeah. You know, so it's given us a little more time yeah. with the new regs. So did you do some hunting this week then, you said? Yeah, we shot. We went out the one day. Walk-in spot that we had never been to. Just kind of plunged our way through some trees, some flooded areas <coughs> that had been flooded. It was all like old tree, like willow tree stuff that was hard to get through. Plunged our way through that. So basically timber hunting, huh? Yeah, it was, it was kind of like that, but we were on the outside of it, so it was all cattails. But got out there, a lot of wood ducks still around. Um, people were talking about how they were kind of gone, but. It's like the only duck we saw that whole night. I haven't seen any. Yeah, that, I mean, we saw tons of wood ducks. Uh, it was, I've never, like, had de- wood ducks in decoy, but I have that, like, little, like, cheap wood duck call. Oh, yeah. Um, that I bought from, I don't know, Shields or something. I can't even remember what the brand is, but I was just doing that little, like, squeak thing, like the, whatever, whistle thing that they do. We had th- four or five maple leaf, in, like, maple leaping into the decoys and then like 30 yards they bailed like way fast but uh might have called the shot a little early and they they went boogieing real fast <laughs> but i don't know it was it was cool we shot two drakes that day wood ducks a lot of them and they just didn't wood ducks don't decoy as far as i've seen i guess but um yeah and then the next day we went out again and we never saw a, we saw one teal the night before, and we that's the only thing we saw the next night was teal. <laughs> what? And they were and where we walked in was a different spot. It was south of where we had been before, and they wanted in that spot so bad. <laughs> I think I shot one, couldn't find it, and then I was while I was looking around for that, Joe shot like three of them that uh. landed in the decoys. He shot one right away. Um, I missed one, and then, yeah, so we walked out with four of them, and Joe had all of them, but, yeah, I don't know, it was, it was good to get out, uh, some new area, um, but yeah, and then over the weekend, I did a little deer hunting, got to, did my first sit, uh, 
wasn't the best one for it for the area, but um, got to see, I don't know, I think I saw I think a dozen deer, which is, I don't know, I guess I've, I've sat in that stand before and seen like one deer, so I'd say a dozen is pretty good. <laughs> Not bad for being hot. Yeah, well, yeah, that, it was, what, 70, well, that morning it wasn't, it was 40 something. Yeah. No uh, wind. Yeah. See, your wind just kind of trickles anywhere at once. Yeah. Yeah, it was going, I mean, it was out of the south a little bit, you could tell. But it'd, like, gust for, like, up to, like, five mile an hour, and then just be stale for a second, and then it'd do that again. But it that night it ended up picking up a lot, I think, last, yesterday. Yeah, last yeah. night. Out of the south, southeast, kind of. And it was, like, freaking 80 degrees outside. Oh, it was hot. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what I have the my antlerless tag still. Hope I can get that here soon, and I I I'll have to wait till late muzzleloader. I might do that down down south, just so I don't have to be driving back and forth uh, with movement and whatnot. But I don't know. We'll see. Run it. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, and I have my antlers bow tag too, and <laughs> just might have to end up filling them with whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna go shoot some little. You said you said antlers. You mean any sex? No, any sex. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to get one of each, but yeah. But I got a farmer that I talked to. I was trying to talk to him about waterfowl hunting, but he was saying that his tenant that farms all this all of his ground for him. Uh, his son goes and waterfowl hunts all that bottomland Mississippi River stuff and sons, brothers, uncles, kids, <laughs> nephews, friends. Yeah. But then I sat there and talked to him for like forty five minutes. He was telling me about when he built the house. I mean, he was telling me like anything and everything, and I was just sitting there listening to him. But he's like, "Yeah, if you want to shoot the deer, you can come here, though." <laughs> that works. Yeah. That works. Which he doesn't really have much timber, but I think those bottomland fields would probably fill up with deer like late late muzzleloader time i don't know i don't see why not get some snow on the ground you don't need to you don't need timber to shoot a deer in muzzleloader season no no i know i'm just talking about like where they where they're gonna be bedding down at they're gonna have to come from where they roost yeah where they roost (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna have to come from a while a ways away half mile probably or more so Yep, that's fun. But, yeah, ducks open, goose is open. Well, ducks not in the south. This weekend it will be south, so open back up again. Pheasant open. Oh, yeah, pheasant. I'm excited for that. Everything's going to be open all at once, and you don't got enough time to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I think, I don't know, I'd love to this year shoot, shoot a few more pheasants. We did that. We kind of got into it late last year a little bit, I'd say. We did yeah. early, like right away. Did we go opener? Have no, we didn't opener? go opener. That was like in the middle of November. Was it? But we hit it perfect because they were just, just getting corn out mm-hmm. where we went. and That was pretty good, but I like corn's coming out a lot. It seems like a lot sooner. There ain't stopping them now until tomorrow if it rains. Yeah, they've been, yeah, they've been going crazy. They've been going. But with all like how hot it's been, I don't know if that's great on the equipment i don't know they run it seeing things burn up 
see if old Cornfield burn up. <laughs> yeah, you'd hate to see that. Be expensive. Yeah. Yeah, but I I would say, and I don't know what you think. I thought pheasant repopulate like in the spring, like the hatch. Hatch was pretty dang good this year. I've seen a, most of the state. I would say. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the ones. I've seen a lot of like little little ones. Like there was a second hatch because I think we got that cold spell uh, right about the time they were hatching. And I've seen a lot of, like, big, big little ones, but then, like, little, little ones, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. And same with turkeys. I've been seeing a ton of turkeys. Yeah, no, I have, too. Trail cameras have had a lot of turkeys, mm-hmm. a lot of turkey puppies. Yeah, so that, I would say the pheasant would be pretty good this year. Um, yeah. And the turkey in a lot of the areas. I don't know. I mean, some areas are different, obviously, with population-wise and what not, but the areas that we've hunted most of the time that seem like they're doing pretty good <clears throat> in that, that region. Yeah, no, and I've been duck hunting. Like, I duck hunted last weekend and this weekend. I've been seeing a ton of pheasants, tons of roosters cackling and stuff. So, that last weekend was good. I sh- went and shot two honkers oh. and... What they shoot? A widgeon, a gadwall, a blue wing, and three green wings on Sunday. Because, like I said before, I didn't deer hunt. We didn't. We didn't deer hunt Sunday morning. Then I kind of. Oh, then I waterfowl hunted Thursday night, and I called in that group of mallards without a spinner. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden I just hear, and I'm like, what? Like I'm thinking, oh my god, it's a group of teal, like. Get down and had a spinner. Taylor Dom, they love spinners. But then I hear him starting to chuckle, and I'm like, "Oh God!" So I'm calling. You got to hit them on the right points because they were they were swinging out and hit them. They'd call back and then they would swing over. They swam like six or seven times finally. Yeah. Then they finally just come in and they do it at like fifteen yards, like too much. And there's no wind. It's just glass. It's no wind. I don't have a spinner. Everything's against me pull up on my first shot, shooting at a drake, swinging a miss hard. <laughs> pull up, or not pull up again. Aim to the next bird, crush it. Aim to the next bird, crush it. Two hands. <laughs> it was, but I hit, so that was pretty good percentage yeah, shooting. Well, I mean, well, yeah, it was fun like, working the birds. Yeah, just seeing them come down like that is yeah. pretty cool, especially over water. Yeah, they, they loved it. I loved it. Dog loved it. It was fun. They were red feet, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then yesterday, you shot... I shot... Goose Yeah, I shot a widgeon. And I seen, like, ten ducks yesterday. And I would work the ducks. And they'd work. But then they would... There was no wind either yesterday, oh, like yeah. it was supposed to be. Yeah. I had two mallards just cup up at, like, 40 yards and go land at the other end. I was getting pissed. Yeah. Then I had this one widgeon. I kept working that thing. And I had the spinner yesterday. I kept working that widgeon, and it came in, like, right over top of me. Yeah, I think I smashed. Yeah. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, geese just start pouring in. Like, there was no geese there in the morning or nothing, and the geese just started dumping in. Like, I had probably 15 laying behind me. I never got a shot, and then the two-pack flew over, and I crushed the one, and I missed the other one. Moose goat is going to get that one that I shot first, and then 
the other that single that was with it peels back over me. I shoot that one, <laughs> and Moose brings me the one that he's after first, and it's banded. And I was like, I okay, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of thought it was banded, and it's flying over me. Well, what what direction did it come in from? It came in from the north. So I mean, like it like flew directly. It was flying directly oh, over so me. So you you got to see the whole. I got to see the. Whole, I could have swore it was banded. I'm like, there's no way it's banded. And that's why I kind of shot that one first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it actually was. And I got to look at it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that thing's old. It's a 1038. Like, that, that's not a young band. And it's, like, paper thin. Like, it's thin. So uh, I, I, I cr- the other one I hit landed out in the cattails. So I, the one that I hit first with the band, I stick it on the dog blind. And then I get over there and send him into the cattails. And he's in the cattails. I have another three-pack coming at me. And I'm calling. They're calling. I shoot the one. And it flopped down in the water dead. So it was good. I I think I shot. How many I shot? I was four for five. And I I don't know if I hit that one in the first shot. But then he swung back. And I definitely got him on the second shot. So four for five, I'll take that. It was no wind. I had two goose floaters out. Oh, did you? I took some. Yeah. yeah, I took them out there. Just for a little confidence. Yeah, maybe yeah, but the ducks didn't care because yeah. there was no ducks. And there was not the wood ducks I'd seen the weekend before. All bailed. They all bailed when she froze, I think. And there was no, there was no wind, but the weekend before I had migrators coming over, and there was, I was having ducks come in from, like, the oh, heavens. Really? It was sweet. Damn. Like that, the widgeon and the gadwall. The gad wall came in from high, high. Like, it was awesome. That was fun. So, it wasn't like that yesterday, but carrying out three honkers sucked. <laughs> I didn't have my PC paracord tote, so I had to just old-fashion it and drag them out. But then I, when I got home, I uh, cleaned the ducks and, or duck and geese, and I called the band, or put the band in online, and it was the old band where you had, where you could oh, call it in. Yeah, it had the number in. It had the number in. I, I can't read the bottom of it very well. Oh, really? But I put it in, and it was a 15-year-old female hatched in 2007. Uh, pretty local. Yeah, fairly local. Yeah. yeah. But that's, a, that's a dang old bird. Yeah. Small and it was bird. small. It was, like, smaller than the other two. Not, like, a lot smaller. Was it, do you think it was a well, it was a female. It was a female, okay. yeah. Unless I just shot two bulls with it, because they were they were big birds. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty freaking cool. I was excited, didn't have to do a banjo or nothing. <laughs> I shot it. <laughs> no doubter. Well, then I was like, well, after I seen Moose bring back that first one, I'm like, and it's banded. I'm like, oh, is that other one gonna be banded too? Yeah. Like, is it a pair that got banded together? Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. Yeah, that, like for the location it came from. I mean, that's there's a good there's good potential there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I guess any banding location really has good potential for pairs to be banded, right? Or to be become pairs that are both banded. But yeah, that was that was fun. That yeah. was. Yeah, I guess me and Ryan last weekend we hunted geese. In that in that cornfield, and we had like, I don't. It was. We had a really strong west wind. They just didn't. I mean, they'd get like sixty yards away from the decoys, and then 
I don't know if it was us sticking out or what it was, if we needed, I don't know. But they didn't really want in, and then, like, two minutes after shooting light, every goose around wanted in. I mean, those pairs that where they landed were coming off and coming into the field. We were, I mean, we had geese nests landing, like, ten yards away from us. And we saw that, we saw a speck, that was pretty cool, in that one big group of, but, yeah. And then the wood ducks started piling in, like, late, like they always do, or... Dumb. Or if it's the morning, it's way too early. Mm-hmm. But. Well. I'm ready to go back to South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, here soon. A couple weeks. Yeah. Two weeks from last uh, weekend. Just over. Just, just less than two weeks, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely get some uh, big mallard spins there, I guess. Yeah. At least that's the hope. That's the hope. Might see some snow geese, too. I hope we see some snow geese. Yeah. The specs. I specs will probably. Uh, maybe. Be gone. There, I mean, there, there be could some be some. Hanging around, but I think yeah. Large groups of them will be gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll probably do a lot more filming up there. We haven't really done much here. Yeah. No. It's been hunting alone. It's a little tougher to do. And I was trying to film Josie's deer hunt, but when that deer came in, I just threw the camera on the ground and said, screw it. Trying to move pretty fast and get things together <laughs> so you can get the shot off. It's and not even in the back of your mind. No. Hate to let a deer like that walk away or run away because you spooked it trying to film it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Well, we'll wrap it up here and let everybody go. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>